My name is Caitlin Schiffer, and you're listening to The Alligator Podcast. I had the chance to speak with three of our reporters on the top stories of this week. Let's hear what they had to say. First, we have Sophia Bailey. She is on the Enterprise Desk, and her story this week is on how Jewish students are supporting Palestinian humanitarian efforts. So, Sophia... This concept for a lot of people is a little bit confusing. Can you just tell me a little bit more about your story? Yeah, so I will say that Israeli-Palestinian conflict is very complex, controversial. So for this story, it definitely required lots of research, lots of um, articles and kind of historical records, but also talking to experts who have ties to Israel and ties to Palestine. So I will say that even though it's seen as kind of a black and white issue, I do think through this story and talking to people who have ties to Israel or Palestine, they understand that it's more of a gray issue than it is black and white. When you spoke to a lot of these Jewish students, what information did they give you? So the two Jewish students who were featured in the article have family, friends, um, or people that they know in Israel right now. So they didn't negate the fact that Israeli safety is important to them and they are prioritizing, of course, their Jewish heritage. But for them, um, through their own research and kind of understanding the conflict, they feel that it's important to prioritize and emphasize Palestinian needs right now, uh, just because they don't necessarily have the resources or the humanitarian aid that people might, and people might not necessarily understand that. So you were also able to speak to some Palestinian students. And what was the conversation mostly about in regards to how these Jewish students are helping them out. Yeah, so comparatively with different perspectives, um, one Palestinian student that I talked to has family in Gaza um, and one of their cousin's homes was bombed. So they kind of talked about that experience, but they also addressed the fact that Hamas is a horrible terrorist group that no one should be supporting. Um, And they definitely understand the fear and terror that's consuming the Jewish community right now. So they definitely respected and understood that. Um, But they did emphasize that when the news is reporting on the conflict that the Palestinian civilians do have a voice and their experiences should be shared um, and they should be differentiated from Hamas, which is a terrorist group. And in light of some of the comments that President Ben Sass has made, did any of the Palestinians have anything to say regarding that? So most of them have been very um, receptive and respectful of what the UF community has been saying um, in support of the Jewish community. Um, But they did say, the Palestinian students um, specifically did say that they wish there had been more or there would be more um, support and interest in helping Palestinian students right now. They feel that there's been a lot of focus on the Jewish community, which is definitely valid, but they just wish it was more balanced for them. Mm -hmm. And I think your article is a great one because it definitely shows collaboration among the Jewish community as well as the Palestinian community. And these two groups... Did they give you any insight on if they were hoping for peace in the future? Yeah, so no one that I spoke with was pro-violence. Everyone emphasized the importance of peace and non-violence and coming together and supporting one another um, because at the end of the day, they're all human. um, And I think that regardless of geopolitical concerns or religious concerns, um, they all want everyone to stay safe. For my next reporter, I have Zoe Thomas. She is on the Metro desk. So Zoe, your story this week is on corporal punishment. Can you tell people what that exactly is and what your story is about? Yeah, corporal punishment is 
physically striking, um, in this case, students in school as a form of discipline. And it's actually legal in the Florida state constitution to do that. There are, most of the school districts in Florida have banned it at a district level, but there are still 19 school districts in Florida that allow teachers and administrators to hit children who misbehave. And there were a little over 700 instances of that in the 2021-22 school year. So there's this student group at UF called um, Florida Student Policy Forum that wrote a bill that would ban corporal punishment on students with disabilities. And on Wednesday, they went to Tallahassee to um, lobby the bill to representatives. So I'm just writing about their experience trying to get that passed. Were you able to get the statistics on how many students have been struck by teachers in the past year? In the past year, the all the data hasn't come back yet. The person I was talking to um, in Florida Student Policy Forum, Graham Bernstein, he has been reaching out for public record public record requests from these school districts for like months now. He's been working on this for over two years and it's like sometimes slow moving to get information. So the most recent year we have all the data on is 2021-22 um, and that was like a little over 700. I forget the exact number instances of it. And that's in the state of Florida? Yeah. Wow, so there's definitely a lot more nationally. Mm-hmm. If that Florida's just 700. So when are they hoping that this bill will be passed? It's slow moving because he was explaining to me that in the Florida legislature, they only meet for 60 days per year. And during that time, they just it's like go time and they just try to get as many things through as they can. So even if there's a bill that's like popular or most people do support it, it's not always possible to get it through super quickly. So when I asked Graham if he thought it would go through by the time he graduated, he was like, I hope so, but who knows? So it could be another few years, which um, is difficult, but that's just how the process works. And so what's contained within the bill? Corporal punishment disproportionately affects kids with disabilities. I don't remember the exact statistics, but it's something like 15% of kids in Florida schools are registered under the Disabilities Act, but like 25% of corporal punishment is on kids with disabilities. So it's like, you know, the numbers don't add up. So this bill would ban the use of corporal punishment on all kids with disabilities. And the other aspect would be any kid who is corporally punished the school has to have the parents' permission to use punishment on that kid. And that goes for any student with or without disability. So my last reporter is Garrett Shanley. He is on the university desk and his story this week is on the UF's faculty voting on a shared governance. And so Garrett, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Shared governance processes at the university, um, they dictate how uh, administration, faculty, staff, and students share decision-making processes and uh, decision-making power at the university. And the faculty senate had produced a report in June that showed that shared governance processes across the university were inadequate, dysfunctional, in some areas, it depended on which college was being investigated. And resolution basically resolves to ask the president to ask deans to review and improve their processes. The faculty senate chair will call across, uh, call upon faculty councils across the university to improve their processes. How does this impact the faculty? At least in the, my understanding of the report, um, in some colleges, um, some faculty, in the report, they, they got data by... Um, allowing people from colleges to attend anonymous listening sessions. So in those, they could um, 
you know, testify uh, how they felt how shared governance processes worked at their, uh, you know, college, department, unit, whatever they worked in. And some of the, te- I mean, it was anonymous, so people feel comfortable saying what they think. Some of them range from uh, shared governance works at our college to uh, decision making is too focused at the top and faculty don't have a say in things that they should. And then there were surveys conducted that also show how people feel. Moving forward, um, the resolution is symbolic of a desire from faculty across the university to play a larger part in how decisions are made. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Alligator podcast. To read more of these stories, visit thealligator.org and check out our specials tag on our homepage. Have a great day.